This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. I'm pointing to my wrist because it's dame time. And you know that when it's dame time, it's game time. No, for real. Like, right when I pushed record, Damian Lillard hit a three. They're showing the replay of U.S. versus Czech Republic on uh, NBC. The U.S. won 116 to 84. Um, I'm about to look it up now. Yeah, it was something like that. In basketball. The, the U.S. killed them. It was 47-43 at halftime. They were playing with him. I was hoping, yeah, 119.84. I was hoping the U.S. wouldn't play with them and would blow them out. They did not do that. Well, they didn't do that in the first half. The second half, they just start cooking. They start hitting threes. I mean, Jason Tatum at 27. Durant became the all-time Olympic leading scorer. It was only a matter of time. (laughs) Now he's going to run away and hide with that record. Uh, I don't know who's going to catch that. Actually, I know who. Trey Young. You got to love them organs, man. You got to love them organs. But seriously, uh, Trey Young, for sure. Because after the seasons he's about to have coming up in the near future, you can't not put him on the Olympic team from now on because he's about to be one of the best players in the league. You can't not put him in the Olympics from now on. It would be a trash. But, you know, Team USA took care of business. They quit playing. Like, you look at the Czech Republic team, the only people you got to worry about is uh, Sadoramski and where's Vesely and John Vesely. Two wizards. Two people who used to be wizards that didn't pan out. All the other ones, I mean, what's this, Shilb? Balvin, who are these guys? Like, they probably pros. You know, I, most of these guys play professionally. Watching these games is cool because you get to find out about pro players that you don't know about. They may play pro overseas. Some of them in the NBA, some of them are not. It's interesting. Now, with the rest of the Olympics, what I forgot to mention last show was that I watched the gold medal game in softball. I watched, like, the last few innings. First of all, I don't know how we lose with Cat Osterman on the mound with um that other really good pitcher. My her name is escaping me right now. How do we lose with I know they old. I know they in their mid thirties and they played in college like mad long ago. But with those two legendary pitchers, Monica Abbott, yeah, that's her name. And they got my girl, Val Orioto, who uh, I really liked in college, even though she played with uh, Cal. Man, she thick, bro. But she good. She good at softball. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I thought with those two on the mound, for sure, they both pitch. They both pitch. I thought with those two on the mound, we were for sure going to win, even though they hadn't had any offense the entire tournament. I don't think they scored more than three runs the entire tournament. Like, it was a shame. And I'm like, all these 
good college players, especially from OU, you could have chose from to play on the Olympic team, and none of them were over there. I don't know if they declined or they weren't eligible or they weren't asked. I don't know what happened, but seriously, especially the 2021 team, like you could have picked anyone from that and put them on the softball team and instant offense. You wouldn't even have to do the 2021 team. There's a bunch of people who played before that. Like, oh, my God. I was thinking Destiny Martinez. I was thinking, oh, what's the name plays for Mexico? What's the name plays for Mexico? Uh, Shawty, number two. See, I'm forgetting all type of names right now. I'm forgetting all type of names. But anyone from the 2016, 2017 team, you could have put on that team. Anyone from 2012, 2013, you could have put on there. I don't even know why the first name that came to mind was Destiny Martinez when there was like 10, 15 other chicks from those, you know, group of teams that was some good. You could have did Lauren Chamberlain. I don't know why Lauren Chamberlain wasn't in the Olympics. Probably the first person they asked. Who knows? Who cares? All I know is Team USA Softball lost. Because they couldn't get any runs on the board. And they had two people on base in the sixth inning. This was their best chance to score. Their best chance to score was in the sixth inning when they had two people on base. And someone hit a line drive to the third base woman. It hit her arm and popped up. And the shortstop caught it and threw the ball to second for a double play. Damn! How? That is a, like a myth like unicorns. That is a myth like Santa Claus. That was that was more unbelievable than the tooth fairy. That was more unbelievable than the Browns than the Browns from whenever they went 0 and 16 and the 2008 Lions meeting in the Super Bowl. That was that kind of unreal. Like, you've got to be kidding me right now. That might be a hypothetical game of the episode, by the way. that Actually, that's going to be the next one. Just look out for that. Or the one after next. But still, that was crazy. Should have for sure scored. If that, if that goes over the third base woman's arm, we bringing in at least one run. And honestly, one of the runs we gave up, they could have easily got the person out at first. It was two outs. I, I just don't understand, man, how we lost that game. I know Japan was a pretty good team, and they got a pretty good pitcher of their own. I think her name is Yuno. But that was crazy, man, how we lost that game. And, and them girls was visual, visibly upset. Them ladies were visibly upset. And I, I get it. They worked so hard, and they had – been waiting to get their sport back in the Olympics since 08 and now their sport won't be back till 2028 which is cool because it's going to be in LA and I'm trying to be a part of that I'm trying to see as much as I can since it's going to be at the crib because the last time the Olympics was here I was 3-3 I was 3 I don't remember none of that crap I don't. I didn't even know what the Olympics was as a three-year-old in 2028. At this time in 2028, 
I will be 36. God willing, I'll be here and I'll be thriving and I'll definitely be all for it. And I love LA. Now, opening ceremony, the opening ceremony doesn't really interest me, but I might still go. Hopefully COVID is over. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Because, man, that would ruin everything. Uh, We'll see, man. Who knows what's going to happen by 2028. God willing, I'm healthy, rich, and able to get out there and watch it. As far as other things in the Olympics, uh, baseball is happening. I thought Israel was going to give the U.S. a run for their money because um, they got them out one, two, three with two strikeouts in the first inning. Then I quit watching, and I came back, and it was 7-1 USA. I was like, oh, okay. Because it was like Israel's like 43 in the world. I don't know what the USA is in the world as far as baseball, but I'm pretty sure they're ranked higher than that. And the only person I knew on that team was Todd Frazier, who played with, that escapes me too. I want to say the Reds. I want to say the Cubs. I want to say Pittsburgh. I'm probably all wrong. But he played, I think it was the Reds, man. He was really good in the major leagues. Man. This is where research comes in. See, I got to have my notes so I won't trip over myself. <laughs> this is a sloppy show, but I'm, I'm still going to do it, though. But seriously, though, uh, what else did I watch? Uh, women's soccer, how Team USA um, almost lost to the Netherlands, apparently during the knockout round in the quarterfinals. And, boy, this is a close game. Back and forth, back and forth. And uh, the Netherlands scored a goal late in the game, and it was already, what, 2-2? They score a goal, it gets called back because of all sides. The USA does the same thing. Alex Morgan, she out here celebrating and threw her arms up in the air. I was like, yeah, we got him, got him. Offsides. And once that happened, I knew that they were going to go to penalties, and they did, and Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino came through late in the midnight hour. You already know. She came through. Like she always does. And it was a close one. I didn't think the Netherlands were that good. Reading the comments on Twitter, the people who really watch international women's soccer knew that the Netherlands were a problem. And even the the commentators on the telecast were like, Netherlands got a pretty good program. And they have played us tough throughout the year. That was a good game. That was a very entertaining game. I I like seeing the women's national team in dogfights like this because it's entertaining. And I like to see, you know, how they go through adversity. They got all their core. They got Julie Urch. They got Alex Morgan. They got Megan Rapino. I don't know where Carly Lord, Lloyd is. I don't know. Maybe she's hurt. Rose Lavelle, they got all of them. No hope solo, though. They pretty much got their core. And, oh, my God, Team USA was up by 22 in the third quarter. Bro, it was 47-43 at halftime. And it ends up being 82-60 at the end of three. See, we got to quit playing with teams like that. We got to quit playing. Man, listen. There's only three 
groups of teams in the Olympics, I believe. Yeah, it is. For basketball. So the top two make it. And then, like, two wild card teams. So, for sure, USA is good. Their only loss is to France. So, they'll for sure be in that top six. This Czech Republic, I think their only win was against Iran, and they kind of struggled in that game. Team USA, they beat Iran and Czech Republic. And France beat all of them. So, yeah, France leads the group. USA in second. I don't know if Czech Republic's going to make the wild card. I don't know. It's probably someone in Luca's group going to make the wild card. Whatever that group was with freaking Spain and Argentina and Slovenia, that was a real tough group. I wish the USA was in that group. That I want to see how they did in that one. That would have been a tougher one. Um, We'll see what happens, man. Um, Team USA in the... Knockout stage. They got to deal with France, Slovenia, Spain, Argentina. It's not going to be easy. Brazil, I think, is in it. Everybody else, you, you won't have to worry about. That's pretty much it. <laughs> but I'm really worried about Slovenia because that dang Luka Doncic is a beast. He had 48 against Argentina. I don't know how he only scored 24 against Japan. Maybe because it was a blowout. But Rui Hachimura had 35 against Slovenia. And I'm like, that is encouraging. Because if he can do that against the Eastern Conference come NBA time, oh, my God. It is a wrap. It is a wrap. Other sports I watched, a bunch of synchronized diving. That was it's pretty interesting. I watched a little um, solo diving, too. And I was like, okay. You should listen to the commentator on Synchronized Dot. Whoever that woman is, I don't know who that woman is. I'm going to look it up. But she is so passionate about it. And she is so good at what she does. And and telling the, the fans and the spectators that don't really know about the sport, telling us what to look for and what makes a good score, what makes a bad score, it's pretty entertaining. I give her her props. Like, she underrated. Oh, God. Uh, I need to get into track, but I haven't really been able to. Uh, I saw that... Uh, I saw that... What's the name? One and broke the record. I don't... Her name escapes me once again. Bro, I'm loafing. <laughs> I am loafing right now. Oh, my God. I got it right here. The women's 100-meter dash. I am fronting right now. Um, women's 100-meter dash. Like, okay. Florence Griffin Joyner Olympic record. It was 10.62. But she still has the world record at 10.49. Good Lord, girl. Fast as hell. <laughs> but um, Elaine thompson Hera broke it. A Jamaican. 10-6-1. New Olympic record. Doug, Shelly and Fraser Price, who probably done beat Elaine Thompson a bunch of times in practice and meets, whatever, came in second, and she had the, she was the odds-on favorite to win. Nope. Elaine Thompson won and broke the Olympic record. That is vicious. She liked that. I, 
this props to her. Three Jamaicans, to gold, silver, and bronze. That's crazy, Mo. Oh, what's that? What's that? Irish woman in fourth? Oh, that's fire. That's fire. Uh, the one, the one USA woman in the finals came in seventh. Man, that's crazy. She won by point one three. Doesn't seem like much in the grand scheme of things. But I guess on the track, it seemed like, damn, brother. She won by like a few steps. I'm going to watch the race again. I'm going to watch the race probably on Peacock. I heard Peacock is free. I'm going to test it out. We know Giannis ain't getting Peacock. Pause, pause. <laughs> we know Giannis ain't getting it. Because he... Cause remember, cause remember, he asked about Team USA basketball and where to watch it. And he was like, "If I gotta pay, I'm not gonna watch it." And you gotta pay to watch uh, Team USA on Peacock. <laughs> we know Giannis ain't doing it. Oh man, what else did I watch? Volleyball. Uh, saw Team USA. They struggled with. I think it was Tunisia, and then they got spanked by Russia. This is the women's. Uh, the men's got to deal with Brazil. Uh, I didn't see beach volleyball and uh, regular volleyball. And the men's in beach volleyball, they beat the Italians. And that was a close game. I think that was them versus the Italians. You know, I got to go back and watch all that. It, it's pretty cool. I like handball. I want to see more of that. I want to play it. That that looked like fun. Hell, Hell, you talking about? That, man, that, that looks fun. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I mean, I'm in DC. You can find anything. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go see if people playing handball around here. I'm trying to go play. Trying to look vicious, man. And then of course the swimming. The girl from Alaska won, and all her fans and high school classmates they going absolutely nuts katie ledecky still winning gold medals i think lily king won a silver uh yeah man swimming is cool too something else i gotta watch more of this is a lot of olympics i've seen and a lot i've not seen so i just gotta go back i've seen some skateboard too tried to watch a triathlon but it couldn't really keep my attention but it looked like they were moving though especially the runners i was like damn bro them girls moving <laughs> but yeah i got my own basketball uh the knockout stage should be going on next week and the gold medal all i know is the gold medal game is august 7th that's a saturday so I'll make sure I'm in the house for that. Hopefully that's at a decent time. I hope it's not during flag football. That's the only way I'll not be able to watch it if it's during flag football pickup. I spoke way more about the Olympics than I thought I would. All I know is, wow, I, I can't get enough of it. I got to watch more. Anyway, the main event of this episode is the Nationals. This is Nats Armageddon 2021. You have got to be kidding. You can't be serious. 
at first when this stuff happens, it's just it's all doom and gloom. What are they doing? I can't believe they quitting like this. We not even that far out. Uh, we seven games out. I mean, but I was like, we were doing all right against the Phillies. If we could just get everybody healthy. We could make a run at this. Nah, they don't care. They do not care. The more I heard about, like, what was going on and the contracts and everything, the more this made, all this made sense. So everyone's on aspiring contracts except Trey Turner. The Trey Turner trade was very controversial because he's our, what, third best player? He's our second best hitter? And you don't just, with a team that's struggling offense, you don't just let some talent like that go. But his contract was going to expire next year, and the Nats were unsure about paying him potentially $300 million. They weren't, they were iffy about paying him because he's one of the best shortstops in the game, so he's going to want that type of money. And I'm not sure if they were going to come to an agreement. So they said, oh, might as well get him out of here too while we can. But the main thing is Scherzer. That's that's been my favorite player from the Nats the last like three or four years. I was hurt. I've come to grips with it now. Because like Scherzer and Trey Turner are going to the Dodgers. I kind of wanted Scherzer to go to the Padres. Because I kind of I like their squad. I like Tatis and Machado and uh, the guy they got from the Rays. I can't remember his name. He hurt right now. Uh, Snell, Snell. I like that team. They're, they're fun to watch. I wanted Scherzer with them, but I think why the Dodgers won out is because they have a better farm system and they their prospects they were giving up were just too appealing to the Nationals. And they, they got back four prospects for Scherzer and Turner. I think one of these guys are going to play very soon. Because you look at the lineups they are trotting out there. It's damn near a triple-A lineup. Oh, my God. You got Carter Keyboom's got to be our third baseman now because um, Starlin Castro is gone. Starlin Castro is gone because of domestic violence. The investigation is over, and he's suspended 30 games, and the Nats are going to release him. Come on, man. I I don't know what happened over there, but I, apparently it was bad enough for him just not to be a Nat again, and it's just it's just a shame. You know, I hope he gets help, and I hope his, his family heals. But damn, bro. Now Carter Keeboom got to play, and he was awful in Philly on Tuesday. So hopefully he gets better. He got a hit yesterday against the Cubs, who also gutted their team. They traded they traded Rizzo. They traded Chris Bryant, who's been rumored to be traded for like the last year and a half. He's finally gone. They traded Kimbrell, who another one who's been rumored to be traded. They traded like two more people. And I'm just like, man, the Nats. But back to the Nats. So, not only did we trade Scherzer and Turner, two of my favorite players, um, we traded Josh Harrison. I guess he was on a one-year contract. He was marginal. Um, he was okay. But he was solid. Like, he, 
he could get a hit or two, and he came out the gates firing. He came out the gates hitting like 500. <laughs> he was killing it. They traded Josh Harrison and Jan Gomes to the Athletics. They traded Schwarber. Dog. Schwarber went from being the NL player of the month in June to getting hurt, and now he's traded. But he's on an aspiring contract, and he was so good for us that there's a chance that the Red Sox will not re-sign him and he can come back to the Nats. I think he's going to be back. He was too good for us. So if we can just keep him healthy, we got some power in that lineup next season, assuming we keep Josh Bell and Soto. And that Soto thing, I, I'll get, I'm about to get to that soon. I'm about to get to that soon. But <clears throat> we traded John Lester. I don't know why the Cardinals took John Lester, who is not playing well this year. But they took him. They took him. So I'm looking at our rotation, and I'm like, our rotation goes from, oh, and Strasburg's out for the year, by the way. That that happened this week as well. So our rotation goes from Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, Lester, and maybe Ross. And you put Fetty in the minors, I believe, to now it's, Corbin's our ace, which is horrifying. Fetty, Ross, Espino, and probably a, another fucking AAA player. So it's like, oh my God, it's Armageddon. But for the future, maybe this makes sense. Maybe we clear up some money to pay Juan Soto, who is going to be a Hall of Famer, and he's only 22 years old. Maybe we can actually pay Juan Soto and not let him walk like Harper and not let him walk like Rendon and not trade him like Trey Turner. We got to keep this guy, man, because we can't suck for another decade because we don't know how to sign people. Come on, man. You got to be kidding. I hope. I really hope because Soto had another, what, three years on his contract? Now I have to look it up. But there's a chance. The way things been going, the way things been going with signing our big name hitters, there's a chance that we might let Soto walk. And if that happens, just just scrap the whole thing and start over. We're going to be the Orioles. <laughs> we're going to look like the Orioles. But I guess for now, we're just going to tread water with Soto and Bell and all these AAA players like Trez Barrera, AAA. He's our starting catcher. I don't know what happened to Avila. Who else did we freaking trade? I think I covered everybody. Um, Carter Keyboom, who was has been a disappointment. Now he's thrown into the fire. He's got to play third. Luis Garcia second. I think Alcides Escobar, who's underrated and who wasn't even in the league last year, is at shortstop Ryan Zimmerman's gonna pinch hit because they refuse to start Josh Bell and Zimmerman at the same time they rather have Josh Bell at first so you're gonna have Soto in the outfield who else I guess Victor Robles and Gerardo Gerardo Parra oh and Andrew Stevenson like but these guys are triple a all these guys are triple a worthy are triple-A caliber players except Bell and Soto. We're screwed this year. 
it is a wrap. It's going to be a miracle if we if we win the NL East and we're seven games out. The Mets are not even that good. The Mets are not that good. The Phillies not that good. I just watched them. The Phillies are a 500 team. They're not that good. The Braves are not that good, and they don't have Acuna. The Marlins are a joke. They took a step back. This could have been the year to steal the division, but injuries and marginal play just made us gut our team and start going towards future. And I got to just deal with it. But, man, I kind of I kind of understand. So I'm not that mad, but, ugh. If only we didn't lose so many games in July. If only Strasburg was healthy. If only Schwarber was healthy. Man, just imagine what we could be doing. We would clearly be in second. We would be pushing the Mets like we were doing at the start of July. And now all hell broke loose and our whole team is gone. We're going to be fine, man. We'll, We'll be fine. I just hope these prospects I don't know about turn out to be something. Apparently, these Dodger prospects are really good. Apparently, this shortstop we got from the Padres or the Athletics, I didn't lost track. Like, is really good. That Jordy, that Jordy kid is really good. Hopefully, he's a single A though. Uh, hopefully, these guys pan out. He ain't Trey Turner, but. If he turns out to be pretty good, I'm cool with it. Let's just see what happens, man. Let's just see what happens. You know, Scherzer cost a lot of money. Trey Turner was going to cost a lot of money. So I guess that saves us some money in the future. And, you know, maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get Scherzer back on a reduced contract. But that depends on the market. I think someone's going to pay him I think it's going to be the Dodgers I think the Dodgers are going to sign him to an extension and they're going to keep going all out and if they win the title this year they're going to try to three-peat next year and they're going to try to keep Scherzer I don't think we're going to get him back out of all the people who had aspiring contracts that we traded I think the only guy we're going to get back is Schwarber I want him I want him back uh we'll see though oh my god speaking of trades the Westbrook trade. Wow. So, it's finally happening. See, Westbrook fans, like that Susan Anna girl, that Susanna girl on Twitter, was just, every time the Wizards suck and lost a bunch of games, they was like, oh, just trade Westbrook to the Lakers. All these people wanted Westbrook on the Lakers. They finally got their wish. I didn't think we trade Westbrook this soon. I thought we was gonna wait till trade deadline at the earliest. I thought we was gonna make another run at this. But let's be real. Westbrook is getting paid forty-four million dollars. He is still playing on his Oklahoma City contract. Oklahoma City signed him to the Supermax and he still left. And now all these teams he's on gotta pay that Supermax. He's good. Now, don't get me wrong. He's all NBA caliber, and he I guess he's worth the money. I, I say he's more of a $30 million player than a $44 million player, especially on the Lakers where he's clearly the third best player, but he's the highest paid. I wanted him on the Wizards. 
I wanted to keep him, man. But hey, I guess we took advantage of the opportunity for cap release, cap relief. And well, and we can potentially extend Bradley Bill before his contract is up. He wants to be a wizard. Like Bradley Bill wants to stay. But uh, Westbrook, I guess we had to get ahead of that. I mean, if we were just going to head towards eighth place again, I mean, what's the point of paying Westbrook all this money? But, hey, hey, it's all good. You know, he, he's gone. I wanted him to stay, but in the long run, this might be a good thing. Um, Who did we get back? We got Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and KCP. Somebody isn't playing with us come October. Somebody is either getting flipped to another team or just flat out bought out and released. Somebody out of them three. But if we do keep all three, who's going to start? Who's going to start? How many minutes are these guys going to get? I know KCP... I guess would be the backup to Bradley Bill. So I guess he would get some solid minutes coming off the bench, I guess. Um, Kuzma, I, does he start? Does he start along Rui Hachimura? Or do you bring him off the off the bench? It just depends on what direction Wes Unsold wants to go. Wes Unsold Jr. Do they go big? Do they go small? Do you bring Kuzma off the bench? Do you start him? Do you start Harrell at the five and have Rui at the four? One thing's for certain, and we got Aaron Holiday from the Pacers on draft day. So that's supposed to be our point guard. I haven't really watched him play. I guess he's okay from the little bit I've seen. But I guess he's our starting point guard. Okay, whatever. Okay, so for, for certain, it's going to be Aaron Holiday, Bradley Bill, Rui Hachimura, they are starting for sure. Now we got to figure out the three and the five. Are you going to start Daniel Gafford? Are you going to start Thomas Bryant? Are you going to start Montrezl Harrell and go small? It's just a lot of wondering. Uh, it's just a lot of wondering and, and what ifs and hopes and dreams. <laughs> I don't think this team making the playoffs next year. Hopefully they surprise me. I mean, it's the Eastern Conference. It's the Eastern Conference. And honestly, outside the top four, it's plenty of opportunity. You just saw the Hawks. Literally, I think at the start of the year, the Hawks and the Wizards were freaking tied for 11th. I'm not even kidding. But somehow, the Hawks caught fire and ended up number five and went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. It is the East. We can crack the playoffs again. It's possible. But from... The looks of things, I don't think this is a playoff roster, and I think we're going to be in the lottery. Maybe they'll prove me wrong because we're in the East, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, this Westbrook trade is interesting. But from the Lakers' side of it, how do they fill the rest of their team? So you got Westbrook, LeBron, and AD, and Marc Gasol. That's all that's on your team right now. So I, I look at the free agents. Okay, Caruso's still there. You got Avery Bradley. He was on the team last year before he opted out. You could get him back. I'm just trying to think, like, who was there for, for the taking? It's just, wow. 
It's a lot, a lot of people to choose from. Uh, we'll see how they fill their roster out. That's going to be important. But you do have three. You do have a big three over there. And they are serious title contenders. But if they don't fill their roster out right, they're going to be out in the second round. Maybe. Might be the first. And then you're going to have to think about blowing that all up. Because for freak's sakes, they these guys account for over $100 million of cap. LeBron, AD, and Westbrook. I think AD is uh, he's still in his 20s, but LeBron and Westbrook are in their 30s. Uh, we'll see how that goes. This is definitely a win-now team, so they got to load this thing with veterans for sure. Uh, I'm interested to see how that goes because, you know, King James, we all witnesses. <laughs> so you never count him out for sure. Now, okay, the Wizards drafted Corey Kisberg. I guess I might as well bunch this in with the Westbrook trade. They drafted Corey Kisberg. And I'm just like, eh. Because what I saw against OU, he wasn't impressive against OU. Drew Timmy killed us. He wasn't impressive against UCLA. And matter of fact, he had some head-scratching turnovers at the end of that game. He was invisible against Baylor. So I'm like, the three games I saw him in, he wasn't very impressive. But the rest of it, he was pretty good, I guess. I mean, he he's nice. He's nice. I mean, sure, when I focused on him, he wasn't. But I'm just going to hope and pray that he can do the knockdown shooting that we need alongside Bradley Bill. I guess he's going to come off the bench. Or maybe if he's good enough, maybe you can start him at the three. That that gives us some instant offense if he can shoot the ball as well as people say. I was when we made that pick, I was like, uh, eh, uh. Davion Mitchell went early. I was hoping we got him. But he went early. But Kispert, I was like, oh, I mean, okay. All right. I mean, Chris Duarte was gone too. I will see what happens. Can he play defense, though? From what I saw in those games, he can't. So I'm just like, please, turn into a serviceable player, please, at least. Or if you can play like you did at Gonzaga most of the regular season, that means he's going to be a solid third or fourth option. And he's going to be like Bogdanovich. If he's like Bogdan Bogdanovich, oh, we're going to be nice. But if he's just some regular bench player, he's not going to be anything, and we're going to end up, he's going to end up, like, just being gone. Or he might end up in a freaking G League. I don't want that. But I think he's good enough to uh, be a contributor on the Wizards. But I, I didn't really want him. But we got him. We got Isaiah Todd. I got to look at more footage of him, but he's from Baltimore. We'll see, man. I, I got to look at more footage of him. He's a tall, lanky kid. I don't know if he's going to be a contributor or not. But if not, I mean, it's fine. I mean, he can, he can be entertaining for my Capital City Go-Go squad. I mean, I haven't seen a Capital City Go-Go G League game yet. <laughs> Maybe he'll give me a reason to go watch it. Uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. These guys, uh, I guess, man. Uh, I guess. <laughs>
I hope the best for the Wizards. Probably once the season starts, I'll get into it. Once I start going to games and maybe watching on TV, then I'll get into it. But for now, I don't know. This is this doesn't look good on paper. Oh, real quick, before I get to the hypothetical game of the episode, the Caps kept Ovi, and it was a celebration. Damn near like we won the Stanley Cup again. It's cool to keep our legends. I've only had I've only heard one bad thing about it. It was like, oh, we paid him all this money, and he's like in his late thirties. I guess, man. I it's good to have Ovi. We don't have to see him in another uniform. Maybe he's not as good as he used to be, but hey, he's still a really good player, and we need him. We need him. Uh, let's hope the Caps ball out. Ho- hopefully the Caps can get past the first round for once, and I don't have to keep talking about the cap cycle. And hopefully, you know, signing, signing Alex Ovechkin help. Now, Vitek Vanacek, first of all, why was he ever exposed in the expansion draft? He played very well for us under the circumstances that he was in. Thrown into the fire, he played very well for us. And we exposed him to the Kraken, and they picked him. But somehow, someway, the Caps traded for him back. They realized their mistake, and they traded for him back. Hallelujah, praise God. Praise God. Thank, Thank God. So we got him back for some insignificant draft pick. I'll take him. I love it. So we got Def at the goalie position. I was I'm so glad we got VTech back because I was worried. I was a little sad that we let him go to the Seattle Kraken. I mean, what were they thinking in the first place? But we got him back. He has a chance to be our starting goalie. And let's rock and roll. I'm happy, man. I'm happy he's back. <laughs> and shout out to the Capitals Twitter page. They posted the Simpsons meme of uh the grandpa, like Homer's dad, going in and out of the restaurant in a circle, like putting his hat on the on the hanger and then going in the restaurant and walking right back out. They posted that meme in uh in reference to VTech going to Seattle and coming back. <laughs> I love it, man. Welcome back, VTech. I'm glad you uh, didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, oh, the rest of the draft, like, Kay Cunningham went to Detroit. I knew he was going to go to Detroit. I, I was like, why is there speculation about Jalen Green and, and uh, Evan Mobley? Evan Mobley with Cleveland? Bro, if they can keep him and... Colin Sexton and Darian Garland, Darius Garland, bro, you got a big three. You got a big three in the making. It is pretty much, it's pretty much a knockoff version of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. That's pretty much what their three look like. But if they can turn into that, at least, oh, Cleveland will be back in the playoffs. Uh, We'll see how they build that team. Those are three promising young players. And if they can be developed right, look out. Look out. I'm probably not going to. I'm not really going to speak on the rest of the draft. But those. But that uh, stuck out to me for sure. All right. Now it's time. It is time. (laughs) For the hypothetical game 
of the episode. Word. The hypothetical game of the episode is back. And finally, after a long delay, finally got the 94 Arizona Wildcats softball team versus the 2021 Oklahoma Sooners softball team, but in a game of kickball. I told them to put away their bats and use their feet. Put away their bats and gloves. Put away that little orange round ball, little ball, and put it away for a kickball. Same diamond and everything, but let's have some fun here. So here we go. For 94 Arizona, you got, they they had a bunch of, just like 2021 OU, they had a bunch of pitchers, but good pitchers. But I use what they had in the final game in the championship. So here's their lineup. So you got Susie Parr at pitcher, Amy Chelavold at first base. You got Leo Bryan at center field, Jenny Dalton, Jenny Dalton Hill, you know my girl, my girl, at second base. Laura Espinosa, the home run queen before Jocelyn Allo showed up, and Lauren Chamberlain. Uh, <laughs> uh, you got her shortstop. You got Leah Bratz at catcher. You got Nancy Evans as a designated hitter. You got Susie Duarte at third base. You got Krista Gomez at left field. And you got Andrea Dolte at right field. Let's get it. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, and you got Valerie... Cepeda at is a pinch hitter. I don't think she she doesn't play in this hypothetical, but she's there though. So for OU, oh yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. We'll get to that later though. All right, OU. You got G. Warriors at pitcher. You got Tierra Jennings, the freshman All American at second base. You got Jocelyn Allo, the home run queen, at designated hitter. Miraculous how she's coming back this year. Just miraculous. Kenzie Hansen at catcher. Nicole Mendez at right field. Mackenzie Donahue at left field had the Jordan catch and had all those big home runs. Man, she's she's small, man. She little. But she nice though. Jada Coleman, another freshman all-star that kind of looked like Spencer Rattler. But <laughs> she a beast like Spencer Rattler, too. But um anyway. Grace Lyons at shortstop, Jana Johns at third base, Taylor Snow at first base, Riley Boone doesn't play in this hypothetical, but she's there as a pinch runner sub, Lindsey Elam as a pinch hitter sub catcher, you, you already know. So here we go, here we go, now we get started. So it's a defensive game pretty much all the way through. One, two, three innings for the first two innings. Jenny Dalton was out and Jocelyn Allo popped out. It's just the, the top hitters or kickers in this case just couldn't get anything going to start off with. So first two innings, 0-0. But then the third inning, 
because OU is the visiting team because Arizona had the better record. So, because they were 64-3, and OU was like, uh, they had four losses. I think they were like 56-4 and or something like that. Nevertheless, third inning, top of the third, Grace Lyons base kick through the gap between the shortstop and the third base woman. It got through for a single, and then Jana Johns got out, and then Taylor Snow bunted to get on first and to advance Grace Lyons. So you got two on. And then Tierra Jennings walked. Bases loaded. And Jocelyn Allo finally got on board. She got on the board, got her revenge from last time, and got an RBI into right field in the grass. Two runners score. Now it's 2 nothing. 2021 OU. So then, you know, the side is retired after that. So then, uh, once again, Sooners take care of business. Only one left on base for Arizona. So right now, right now, Arizona only has like one, uh, one hit. Yeah, they only got one hit so far. One hit through three. So now top of the fourth, Ken- Mackenzie Donahue, just call her Lou. Miss Lou got a triple. And then it made it easier for Jada Coleman, who popped up, but it was far enough for Donahue to run in for a score. The throw was off target. So she scored. Jada got a sack RBI. But then the side was retired after that, and Arizona is uh, up to kick again, down 3-0. So then Leah O'Brien... And Jenny Dalton, back-to-back doubles. So that means uh, Leah got on, Leo O'Brien got on, but Jenny, with the big RBI, of course she goes. She was going to do something. 3-1. 3-1, OU. Then the former home run queen, Laura Espinosa, deep shot, way deep. Uh, it dropped in deep in the outfield. She got a triple. Scores Jenny Dalton Hill. And now all of a sudden it's 3-2. But 20, 21-0-U was able to get out of the jam. And now it is still 3-2 going into the fifth. So Taylor Snow gets a single, but that's it. The side is retired after that, including a strikeout. So still 3-2 going into the bottom of the fifth. But Arizona goes one, two, three, just like that. And then in the top of the sixth, the Sooners go one, two, three. So still three, two, still a struggle. Still still a struggle. So the winner of this game gets the Golden Goat Trophy, and each player will get a $100 Amazon gift card. The loser, I got this from the Internet. From flag, not flag, uh, fantasy football punishment. The loser has to take the ACT and you have to score at least an 18 to avoid further punishment. So uh, some stuff on the line here. Some stuff on the line. So Amy Shellevold 
Got a double. Leo O'Brien with a single. This is the bottom of the six. But she gets greedy trying to advance to second. But she's out at second. However, however, Amy scores and, and gets home. The throw was too late. And so now it is 3-3. So Jenny Dalton Hill singled and almost tried to advance. She tried to advance to second, but she was able to run back to first in time and beat the throw. So she's safe. But Laura Espinosa and Leah Bratz uh, grounded out and popped out. So it's still 3-3. So top of the seventh. Here we go. 3-3 is a close game. It's up for grabs last inning. So Grace Lyons hits a line shot. That hits the pitcher. She couldn't catch it. She couldn't catch it. So she's able to get on because the pitcher couldn't react quick enough to get her out. So she beats the throw. So she's on. So Jana Johns kicks a ball up in the air in between the third base woman and the outfielder and the right fielder. And it drops right before the foul line. It it looked foul, but it dropped in fair. And she was able to get on. So now you got, uh, see, I I messed this up. So now you got Jana Johns at first, Grace Lyons at second. Here we go. So Lindsey Elam gets in the game. She comes in for, I guess, Kenzie, right? So, she grounds up. Then, Tierra pops up, pops out. So, two outs, top of the seven. So, that's so it's two outs. But, as Tierra pops out, uh, Jana almost get caught at first because you have to go back to the base when it pops up. So, they almost caught her trying to advance, but she beats the throw. So Jana beats the throw and Grace steals third. But then while they was throwing the third, Jana Johns still second, which which let which let Grace Lyons steal home. She just beat the throw by a millisecond. The tag was late. She scores. The crowd is hype. The the bench is hype. There's barely any crowd, but the bench is hype. And it's 4-3, 4 OU with a miraculous double steal. So Jocelyn Allo is up now. And after a full count, a full count adventure at the plate, she sends a rocket to the shortstop. And the shortstop makes a great catch. It was a tough um kick the catch but she caught it and so we go into the bottom of the seven four three with a chance of arizona to steal this game Susie duarte singles immediately like first pitch she sees kicks it through the gap gets a single so then gomez then krista gomez bunts and advances duarte who beats the throw to second so now it's Gomez and Duarte, first and second. Andrea Dolte, Dolte pops up. Val Cepeda bunts 
then beats out the throw to first. So now it's bases loaded, 4-3, one out, I believe. I think it's two outs. So now you got Amy Shovel back up. You got Amy Shovel back up. She had a big RBI. She had a big double earlier in the game. <clears throat> so now she could win it or she could tie it. So she makes a big kick, first pitch, big kick. It's up in the air. It's to the wall. It looks like it's going to go out. But Jada Coleman catches it and slams her back into the wall and holds on to it for the final out. In 2021, Oklahoma Sooner softball wins the kickball matchup and the Golden Goat Trophy. Jada Coleman sprints all the way to the trophy outside of the dugout, and her team follows her and chases her. She grabs the trophy. She raises up in the air, and there's a big celebration. They win. Everyone gets gift cards, and arrangements are being made for the 94 Arizona team to take the ACT with high schoolers in Catholic schoolgirl outfits. That's going to be great. But that is the hypothetical game of the episode. And the end of the episode, 2021 Sooners 4, 1994, Arizona 3. So you already know that I'm out. Peace. And as long as you got Jesus, everything's going to be okay. I said everything is going to be okay. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.